Hi guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. You have me, Jerry, Diane and Clarissa back with, well, the best nursing news there is and a lot more. However, I will apologise. We didn't have an episode for you last week because I was down in the dumps with COVID. As everyone knows, everyone is literally dropping like flies at this moment in time. But anywho, how are you ladies doing? I'll let you go first, Diane. You know what? It's nice to be back. Nice to be back with you girls. Nice to be chatting up again. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, yeah, do you know what? I'm good. Some changes since we last recorded it with life in general. But other than that, can't complain. I'm all right. Good, good. Clarissa? It's been all right. It's been all right. I think this week for me has been so draining. But I think it's just because maybe it's near to the end of the year. Christmas is coming. Break is coming. And just with all the COVID news... I think every I think I'm a bit like fed up. Not fed up in a really bad way, but just more like like the yeah, I just can't wait to have the break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't lie with everything that's currently going on in the news and oh, the impending doom of a of another lockdown. It's just depressing. It is. It actually is. It's just like really again. Oh, here we go again. Literally. <sighs> I can't lie. I think it, it will happen. I could be very. I really hope I'm wrong, but. The way people are literally dropping like flyers with Omicron, or uh, allegedly, <laughs> it's just, it's not worth it. And but, uh, yeah, go. Even, even with talks about, you know, we need another booster, it's just, it, literally all of it is just depressing. How many boosters do we need to be able to fight this? Only God knows. Legit. Literally. Uh, um, just go on. Well, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, every time I, I was saying it, it just slipped out of my mind. <laughs> but um, I agree. I feel like so many of us are suffering from like a fatigue of bad news, of just an atmosphere where people are so unsure and people are so nervous and anxious. Yeah, that's it. That's as a, it. And as a nation, to feel like that, it's just sad. And it, and it kind of makes you live in a state of worry. Yeah. Don't know what's around the corner, and it's like playing Russian roulette with your life. You just don't know what's next, and you don't have a long time to come to grips with it because it just gets thrown in your face, and you have to digest it somehow. For real, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's the fatigue of just constantly getting bad news. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is Boris needs to resign because the shenanigans him and his Tory Dem people are doing. It's such a, you know, it's a mockery. How can you, how can you write a letter to the NHS thanking them for their hard work, but in the same breath, mock them by having parties when people were lonely during Christmas period, people killed themselves due to lockdown impact, depression, mental health, right? It's so high now. I think it must be higher than physical health in terms of people being unwell. Oh, for sure. And and you think writing a letter to the NHS and saying thank you is enough. How insulting can one man be? You you make us feel like crap. You control how we feel in terms of sad, low, happy, whatever. And then you give us a letter without a pay rise and tell us, well done, thanks very much. That's what he needs to do. He needs to run us our money. This is it. And just go. I think his whole party needs to just go in the bin literally honestly they're all trash oh, for sure. I don't know what to say I totally agree they really are 
it's just ruining our nation. Like, look at the last two years. And we are still battling this. Like, yes, Omicron is here and it's spreading a lot more, but other places are dealing with it. Why are we back to this? Why? My dad messaged me today from Italy saying we're the highest in Europe. How? Yeah, Please tell me how. Yeah, you're pushing vaccinations and stuff like this. How are we still the highest? Like, this is the maths is not mathing. This is what isn't making sense. We have the, I think, one of the most fastest vaccine drives in the world. We are getting orders like we have first dibs. Yet our 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 infection rates see are high. How, mate? I'm struggling to comprehend this as well. When you find out, let us know because it's not making sense. It's not adding up. You're pushing this vaccine or vaccines, should I say? And just gonna keep pushing it. Like, how many boosters do we need? Now that you've got to have what booster number three to be fully compliant. Yeah, that's BS. I'm sorry. How? <sighs> like that? That's a piss take, really. Like, are you taking the piss? What I want them to do is to just be honest and say. We don't know how many vaccinations you're going to need to contain spread mm. so that people know that there's more to come. And that's a, and that's a mm-hmm. fact, number one. Number two, be transparent and say you don't know because you don't know. It's very clear you don't know because you flip-flop with the rules. Yeah. It's, it's very unfair to be going to a shift and working really hard but then you're kind of watching people being confused about what do I do, what do I don't do, do I test, do I not test, you know, I, don't, I didn't do this. Like, there's too much uncertainty from the people that are supposed to be leading by example. Yeah. I can't, like, the new regulations don't even make sense. So no, what? they're all a smokescreen for the flipping parties, aren't they? That what, now, I, if, I don't have, if I don't have symptoms or someone in my household is positive, I can still go to work, school, wherever, and just do lateral flows daily. I I will glad I will happily say here, me Geraldine, I don't think natural flows work. I don't see they the point work. in them. If you have symptoms, just go and get a PCR done. Don't That's be it. here dilly dallying doing an LFT because it's not going to show. And I personally just think they're pointless. It's a waste of they're a waste is. of physical material and a waste of time. Because how many times has people used like creams, anti black gel, and whatever you to know? do their tests and they come up positive? This is it. Also, another thing, I want to know what the death rates are. I think it's scaremongering that they're just showing how many positives there are. What about the deaths? What about the severely ill? I think that is the information that we need a bit more. Um, mm-hmm. So many thousands are positive. That's that's well, that's well and fine. But are they dying? Are they mm-hmm. in hospital? Are they taking up intubation? Like, is it as mm-hmm. severe? So you far, know, it's only the one person that's died from Omicron in the UK. Yeah. You know? However, yeah, there's other factors. He's eighty. He's in his eighties. Yeah. So high risk anyway. Has other health conditions, I believe. Another high risk, you know. You know. So those two alone, it can't lie. If he got the flu, he may be also be wiped out. So yeah, exactly. I just, I would love someone in TV, just make one channel dedicated to coronavirus and report normal other news. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be given the same information over and over again. It's almost on the borderline of brainwashing. Like yeah. we're not gonna, we're not gonna let you forget this. It needs to be on. It needs to be at the forefront of your brain every single day. 
you need to know this it's too much honestly I agree but do you know what else is also I've just literally just come to my mind you know those fact checks that we see on Facebook and Instagram oh so we're now finding out there someone else's opinion about COVID and all these things so mm. what was it actually meant to believe and That's- this this is the problem who are we supposed to believe now Yeah, and it's all draining. All these thoughts are draining. And even if we're not consciously thinking about it, subconsciously is running through our heads anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like Christmas is approaching. Um, is there going to be a lockdown during Christmas? Are they going to lock off New Year's? What is the plan for January? Without us consciously thinking it, we're already subconsciously thinking it. We're reading it and the doubt is in the air. I can't lie, though. Let's not forget, Boris, at this time last year, Boris said Christmas will still go ahead. Boris mm. cancelled Christmas four days before. Yep. So it will not surprise me if he suddenly brings back the tier system or suddenly just puts us back on a national lockdown because he's done it before. He can do it again. This guy's not afraid and there's no one trying to stop him. Yeah. I think for me, if they want things to get better, they first will need to educate people on when and how to test, number one. Yeah. They have yeah. a lot of they have a lot of money. Make a system that can test people on arrival when they go somewhere, so that we avoid people walking around who maybe are positive and symptomatic. For example, right? Yeah. Num- number three, you need to invest in your healthcare system because that's why it's not coping. You know, you need to make nursing free again. You need to pay nurses while they train. You need to have wards that are well equipped where you have enough staff where they can be one to one. And enough doctors pay people properly, and you'll get a good service. But exactly. like we know, and I think we said this in other episodes, we all know that NHS is heading towards privatization. So they need it to collapse so they can save it. It's just a shame because the poor will just get poorer. Mm. And I know I've I know I've definitely said this. The time I went, I went on holiday to the States and I ended up in hospital. My five-day hospital stay was 55K. Fucking, my God, sorry. <laughs> Mad, isn't it? 55K. That didn't include doctor fees. That was just a hospital stay. Mm-mm. And I can't like, don't get me wrong, I had travel insurance. This is why I preach for people to have travel insurance when you go away. Mm. But that can't be here. For example, no, people that have like be. some really rare conditions, for example, even like cancer, that treatment is expensive. Yeah, I think if we lose NHS, baby, people can't pay for it. Like giving birth to a child. Have have you seen there was a screenshot that was going around years ago? Was it like, like, like to have a baby? Like, it's like what, three, five K. Yeah. When you totally it up. So like when I had my son, I also had an extended hospital stay. The just the deliver and I had a C section. So that that price is already shot up. A natural delivery is like either between three and five k, depending on all the other interventions. Only God knows how much that would have costed for me. Yeah, and I think if people don't know about how it is in a private hospital, I feel like people should Google and find out how much things cost. Because I remember when we worked in a hospital as students, obviously we can't say the name. Yeah, but we used to have sometimes private patients that would come in for like day surgery, mm-hmm. and they would build them down to the cannula. And the gourd size that was used, that was built. The cannula, even the gauze that was used yeah. to wipe it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I don't think England, who's lived, had a free healthcare service forever, would even begin to understand how life would change if that system came into play. And I think what even worries me more is I don't even think nurses would get paid more. No. We'll still get treated the same. Yeah. Nothing's going to change. It's just the way it is. So, watch this space, guys. Let's see. You know, we'll be back next week with another episode, but let's see what actually happens in the next seven days because a so lot much can change. change yes. So much can actually yeah. change. Especially with Boris Bonjo. Tell me about it. The movie, man. Is it, honestly, we're like, we've, lived, we've lived the movie the last two years. But then, like you were saying earlier, when we were talking before recording, we have lost our youth. Yeah. Like, I think about, like, my sister. When she was in uni, she was in second year in uni when all this kicked off. She hasn't had a true uni experience. Like, we were able to go, well, maybe not us, because nursing really didn't allow us to do so much. But, like, (laughs) we were able to, like, live our lives, go on holiday, go raving, do all Mm. all the stuff that uni people do. She couldn't do yeah. that. Yeah. That way of Rob. life is just not it now. It is. Like, I look at it and I think to myself, like, imagine now trying to date and meet people. You can't. Mm-hmm. How? Like, How? things are just difficult. But yeah, the Tories are out here having parties and mocking the rest of, you know, the UK. <laughs> joke. Like, the part that kills me the most is People couldn't see their family members in hospital. Mums were giving birth to babies on their alone. own. Like, alone. People were having, like, life, I mean, like, uh, like end-of-life care and couldn't have family around. But you guys could act like this. It's shocking. And also, I think what is even more frustrating and makes a lot of us angry is the fact that they're grinning and smiling at a time that they told us we're in the deadliest surge of the virus. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of them just doing their two meter distancing, wearing any no. PPE. No. I mean, well, talk. Well, well, well. This well, <laughs> this actually leads us to the topic we actually had, and. <laughs> We were literally discussing safeguarding. As many of you have known or have listened to the news recently, there's been a lot of like child safeguarding cases that have come up that have slipped through the net over the last two years, which is quite scary and quite daunting to hear. But this also comes at the hand of our government. The amount mm-hmm. of times we ended up in lockdowns and you know, people have freedom of choice to allow who they want into their house into their homes, whether for safeguarding reasons or not. There is children and vulnerable people who are being abused, as we can clearly see, mm-hmm. who are slipping through the net. And the professional network can't save them because remote working is the way of life. And parents saying no to visits, which yeah. personally, and I, you know, like people, people can disagree with me, but I genuinely feel like if you're going to have a health visitor come in, a social worker come in, knocking on your door just to assess your living your your living standards for your child I think it will be I think it should be illegal to say no even during COVID because really and truly let's be real this is for the child 
Um, and if everyone's wearing masks and if everyone is appropriately six meters apart, it should be safe. So I think that actually should be illegal because these checks are necessary. It could save lives. Yeah, mm. for sure. I, it's just the way the cookie crumbles, really. Because I also, I think it's a bit mean how where people are literally just blaming the social workers. You have to mm. look at the whole professional network who's working with that child and family. And yes, even if you're, you know, a family member or a friend or whoever and you can see something going on you need to be freshly curious like safeguarding is everyone's issue yes you can't just pin it and blame it on people when you feel like it if you see something that you don't think is right report it maybe don't go up to the exact person and you know try and sort out yourself because that that doesn't work work. if anything it makes things harder to prove but Mm. report it and keep reporting it so many of you may have heard of um the star hobbs the Star Hobson case that has recently gone to trial up at like Bradford Way mm-hmm. and also who recently um Arthur Jones is that his last name or am I making that up uh, that. sorry guys no no I yeah Arthur Jones I got is a um NFL football player okay so it's not him <laughs> Let's see. I think I know who. (laughs) But you guys know who I'm on about. Yeah, it's just a big shame that you know these children have slipped through the net because looking into the cases, there was professionals all around. There was family members that have seen things happen, and they still slipped through the net. And sadly, these children end up dying and passing away. But like the one piece of advice I literally I cannot stress it enough is that safeguarding is everyone's issue. We can't be blaming social workers, we can't be blaming health visitors, school nurses, or the GP or whoever that they haven't seen them. We also have to look at <coughs> everything else that's going on. Like look at the caseload of a social worker, look at the caseload of a health visitor, school nurse, the GP, whoever else is involved. I got the name Thanks. of the author oh, Labinjo Labin Hughes. Oh wow, I got the name completely wrong. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. But you can't be penalising people because of your own judgments. Sadly, that's what no. they have to do. But you have to look at the whole picture. And I'm not standing here justifying these deaths because I think it's shocking that it's had to come to this. But these are two to three, well, three cases that have come up like in the last two to three weeks. Yeah, we're hearing about, and there's plenty more that yeah. aren't going to make it to mainstream news. Big time. And no child should have, no child or vulnerable, no one should have to suffer at the hands of that. That sort of abuse. I think for me, what concerns me is that, again, the media fuels a narrative and fuels mm-hmm. a fire. You know, this wasn't done properly. This wasn't done properly but they don't point the finger in the right place. Yeah. I also think as well, we need to put accountability on those parents. They've done this to their child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they have chosen to do the opposite of love their child and inflict pain for goodness knows what, you know? And unfortunately, this is going to sound so mean, but this is why we have contraception. 
this is why we have abortion clinics because if you're not ready to be a parent and you don't have the emotional capacity and the mental capacity to deal with another life don't have one mm-hmm. for real because a lot of these people that are having children can't cope the demands of parenting the needs of the child they they don't realize it's a full-time job you are bringing Mm -hmm. up another human being yeah Mm -hmm. you know and if you are not first of all not allowing um the agency to support you to be a better parent and if you yourself were not raised with the right how can i say not right impact but foundation Yes, if your foundation is already not as stable, that is what you're implying onto this child because mm-hmm. it's what you know. And then you're rejecting any kind of help and support to kind of correct and fix that. Then yeah. this is the product of these situations. Yeah, yeah for real. Because even like, so there's also a third case. Um, I only know the little boy's first name and his name was Kimani, which was the one thing that seems to keep coming up is that it's a par- one parent, one biological parent and a step-parent. And it seems to be yeah. the step-parent that seems to be inflicting these injuries and abuse. And then the pe- the blood parent seems to be coinciding it or just not doing anything to protect their own child. But then also, it also makes you think, what type of life did they have for, for them to see that, that this is normal? Yeah. Or yeah. somewhat normal. Because if if anything, you're just continuing that same cycle. And I think it also comes down to the the power wheel yeah the power wheel of abuse that shows you the different ways that people can like be coerced into living such lives yeah and similar to what we were talking about before about how we feel that the news being portrayed to us is now starting to feel like brainwashing we're being reminded every day of what's happening in regards to the big c and it's the same thing with when a partner is coming into someone's life you know, they target a certain type, certain type of demographic. They behave in a certain type of way. They know what to say. They know how to be. They know how to appear. And they only have to do it enough times or bump into mom or dad enough times to become someone familiar. Then somebody familiar becomes a friend and a friend becomes somebody close. And then somebody close becomes someone romantic and sexual. And before you know it, they're in, they're in that person's life. Mm-hmm. Um. And if you're a vulnerable person who's quite isolated, have problems with relationships, not romantic, but even just with other, with people, yeah, you cling to that person because you think they understand me, they get me, they like me, mm-hmm. I'm accepted by them. My child has a role model in the home. I've got someone that's here for me. You know, the life that they crave is now being given to them by this particular person. And once that person is in... That I guess that's where the control starts in certain cases. Yeah. Even from before, because if they're literally giving you all you want, like you want love and affection and this and that, and this person is pouring it into you, you're going to grab it because this person yeah. is showing you all the love and affection that you actually want. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, they're making your children feel good until they're not. Yeah, you might question it once or twice, but then, you know, they've done so much for you, so you're going to let them let this one time slide but one becomes 10 that becomes a hundred that becomes a thousand exactly it's just heartbreaking and it's just a shame that all of these cases are coming up near christmas i don't know what but again there's a part of me that thinks it's just a ploy that the government is now doing to like take our, our minds off i'm literally well, going not. crazy in it but i think this is also down to isolation but yeah. um are they just doing this or are these stories coming out now because coming closer to Christmas, people love a good sob story. 
to make themselves feel somewhat better. Whereas, like, I don't know. Surely they wouldn't be releasing, like, this. I mean, these are, like, three cases, like, back-to-back nearly. Mm. Surely one would be enough. That author one was, you know, disgusting in itself, the way they would lace his food with salt. I mean, that is just mentally traumatic as it is just reading it. But these are coming out back-to-back, though. I mean... Is is it? Yeah, it's. Do you think back to back would be more of a distraction? I don't know. I just see it as right now we're getting bad news left, right, and center. So they're just mm-hmm. like just add a bit more. Yeah, it's a bit like, sensationalized. Yeah, and I get they need to raise awareness so that other people, like for us, obviously we get taught this, we learn this, it's ingrained in us that this this form of safeguarding and keeping our eyes open. Because for example, if you're on a bus and you see a parent act a certain way, your your eyebrows are already lifting, like a bit shifty yeah. or even like your neighbors you're hearing a, a few things through the door or through through the walls and you're like this ain't right i should really do something but that's because we know we've been taught right from day one nursing school safeguard is everyone's problem yeah whereas people always think like you know it's not my issue but when it this is the one thing i definitely advocate for when it comes to children and vulnerable people if you see something that is wrong say it but going back to the main thing is like I just think the society needs to see what these things are, not to normalise it, but to be aware of how bad things can really get. But also seeing that this is also down to lockdown. Because most of these situations were happening in lockdown. I know we briefly mentioned it um, earlier that it was down to professionals not being able to go down and see them, but you also have to think, what what was going through these parents' minds? Yeah. Like, were they working? Did they have enough money to provide food for the children? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Obviously, some like the cases that we're talking about, there was a lot of abuse that I don't think that that was even crossing their mind. But some of the other things that we may come into contact with, you've got to look at the holistic picture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is the par- is the parents going through something or ha- suddenly having like a psychotic episode that no one knew of or some undiagnosed mental health condition? Mm-hmm. is their family around like is there any support are is the family actually eating or they're just drinking tap water for like a weeks on end we would never know and this is the downside of actually going to a national lockdown because the like society like the government is scaring us in, with covid and everything that's happening now so people don't want to go out and don't want to go seek that help because they don't want to bring it home however you also got to look like are we actually keeping people safe like diane said like people were committing suicide and all these different things during lockdown. Yes, the MPs were laughing at us. That's let's not even go there. But <laughs> all these things were happening. Yeah. But where's the actual support? It's not here yeah. because they don't um, see it's worth putting money into these things. Like look at mental health services, look at community services for all ages. My point yeah. exactly, like where where is the funding just where is the fund for it yeah it's like it's all the money is being lined in all these private companies who are funding um you know tests and funding hotels it's going to them and reality is normal everyday people who are suffering the most yeah suffering because there is no money yeah i just it's just it's just so sad because like for example, um, where I work, the 
waiting list for a speech and language referral is six months. Is six months. So if a child is having issues with speech and they need that extra support and you've seen that on an assessment and that's what they need, that's going to be six months till they're going to be seen. That's if you're lucky. Some places, you've got a year's waiting list. Yeah. yeah. And imagine now a child with a mum who is by herself struggling. The child can't communicate, so can't talk to mum. Mum gets frustrated with a child because the child can't tell her, you know, any, can't communicate with mum. The child maybe is of an age where they need to be potty trained, for example. So needs to be able to say, I'm wet or I'm dirty or I want to go to the toilet. They can't do that. They're weaning themselves off the floor. Mum's getting angry with that child. Imagine that. Picture that scenario. Imagine you can even, you can see how that would lead to that child being abused. Yeah. And it's not just the child because you've got to look at, I don't want to say normal people, but you've got to look at normal society. We've we've gone into unprecedented times like none of us can ever have fathomed living through a a pandemic, let alone it continuing this long. Yeah. Yeah. Like for all of us, like I can definitely say I've, I've got like probably mental health conditions from from going through this. It's just Definitely. such a big shame that you know these services are so underfunded. Yeah, and, and just leaving people. That's and that's I think my concern because now, as health secretary, I w- <coughs> I would have expected Sajid Javid to say, "Do you know what? We need to have a very big mental health drive. We need to sort." sort this out because how are our NHS staff going to battle another surge how are our society going to actually cope if we have to go into lockdown yeah but there's nothing out there nothing you know and then people are you know we've got kids as young as five cutting themselves we have children who are now being diagnosed with ASD and autism spectrum disorder at high rates developmental problems behavior problems children that lack social skills this is the future of society. Honestly, I don't really know what to say anymore. Like, it's just shocking that, and, and like, nothing's been done about this. I don't know how much we have to scream, shout, whatever. But then, you know, nothing's been put into place. Even for us as NHS staff, nothing's been put into place. So no. I let it come to the 1st of April when people, when NHS staff are unvaccinated, when there'll be a, another mass walkout. Who's going to then run your system? Run your service, sorry. Because people will walk because they are tired and burnt out. Exactly. And that's why I'm even more concerned because if people have nothing to lose, imagine how they're feeling now working through the winter crisis, shall we say. Yeah, exactly. knowing, Knowing that they're being used to get through winter, to only be dashed at the start of spring. Oh, a lot of them would easily just go on sick leave just for the sake of it. I know, I probably would. Mm. Just get signed off sick leave, boom. I agree because, honestly, the, stre- the amount of stress that is that is putting onto us as staff... Of course. And then I was just thinking from these stories that are just coming out, you know, psychologically, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make the health and social care team feel like they're not doing enough. 
and when they actually enough. are. It's just the workload that they just can't keep up, and it's not their fault. The demand is overloading what's available. Honestly, yeah. yeah. That's you hit the nail on the head. There's there's so much vulnerability, and there's not enough staff to support those families. And until that is sorted out, we're unfortunately going to see more Kamanis, we're gonna see more stars, we're gonna see more authors. And what makes me angry is the government just make laws but don't do anything. So no. Arthur's law was made that I think child killers have to... Basically, um, they, they will die in prison, essentially. Yeah, they do life or something like that. But to me, is no, prevention is better than cure. We don't want this to make a law. We want you to prevent the child being killed to begin with. Yeah. yeah. You know, anyone who is a nurse or a health professional or anybody who works in any kind of industry where you have safeguarding modules, a lot of cases talk about Victoria Klimbe. And she was like oh, the child yes. of our time who mm-hmm. was, I think, brought from her native country, living with her auntie and uncle and was severely abused to the point that she died. And mm-hmm. yet, how, how many years is it now? What, 20 years or something like that? Since it's she over was 20 born? years. Well, no, yeah. I think it actually might be. Yeah, it's over, it's over 20 years. Yeah. And yet still, we haven't learned any of those lessons. We've not learned anything from the that. The same things are still happening today. Yeah. And worse because now we've got social media we've got people recording things like this we and we're now being exposed to it, i guess more and you would think that with technology and improvements and more training and more openness things will be better but it almost seems that we're moving backwards and how how do we change the narrative how do we make lessons have been learned actually sound like lessons have actually been learned yeah, I think it also just comes down to the government that's currently in rule, and as we know, the Tories don't care about us. They don't, they don't live the lives that you know we live. And when I say mm. we, I mean the collective, as in everyone. They live yeah. quite lavish lifestyles, you know, doing whatever, smoking coke or doing all sorts. Whereas we can't do that. Not that we want to, but we can't. We don't have the sort, the same luxuries they do. Yeah, we have different struggles. And they don't care for our struggles. It's about keeping the rich rich and making the poor are poor. Mm. Poor poor, sorry. I think the worst of it is all of us just unraveling before our eyes and we just feel helpless. Like we just don't have the power to do anything. For real. I can't like just feel like the end is nigh. (laughs) (laughs) Girl. God needs to let me have some babies first before he comes and swipes us all out. I ain't ready. Amen. But like, yeah, it just—it just seems all the things that are happening. Why have li- it's literally back to back? There's, there's always something. Yeah. Where, and if it's not a terrorist attack, it's a global pandemic. If it's not a global yeah. pandemic, it's something like. And and it's the fact that every area of the world has something going on. I think Bar Dubai who have their own wahala behind exactly the sun behind, and behind the sand. scenes. Yeah, but everybody else, you know, if you go on Al Jazeera, if you go on like you know indian new channel there's always there's there's some kind of travesty and drama in every corner of the world yeah yeah that how are any of us supposed to be okay exactly if it's not this it's now the weather doing not tornadoes in the states or in the in this the, is it in the south pacific asian territories yeah. like yeah it's just one like madness typhoon and things Tsunami like that and hurricane and tornado like it's a lot that's all I can say. 
lot going on. It's just a lot to take in, really. And it's we're taking in without a- actioning anything because we can't. Yeah. yeah. Things are just continuing. That's, it's like, it's just the way it cookie crumbles. That's just it. Oh, God. We just need it to end. Honestly, I can't wait to be able to go on holiday and not think about COVID, not think about restrictions. Where Literally, this is it. That the, that the UK won't put me on a red list. Fair enough, they've now scrapped it. But do you trust them? They'll bring it back. They no. will do. We're, apparently, we're banned from France now anyway. Yeah, we're now banned from France because of the, Omicron, the numbers of Omicron going around. Yeah, same but, as Morocco, Morocco. You can't go to Morocco either. All, all I can say now, people, is Christmas is upon us. New Year's is upon us. If you want to be able to enjoy, stay in your house now and do not catch it. Because it's literally people are dropping like flies. Yeah, and I think the best advice I can give to anyone is A, wash your hands when you come home. Wash your hands at every opportunity to keep them clean, number one. Yeah. Do yeah. not wear clinical gloves walking around places because those things carry Please back don't. to you. Say it louder for the people touching, in the back. Touching Thank things, you. touching your inside of your house, your car, you're literally carrying germs everywhere. So you're not yeah. protecting yourself. No. And you're, not, you're not protecting anybody else either. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and number three, turn off the news. Oh yes, like Please. if turn off notifications about the news on your phone, on your iPad, on your Apple Watch. Limit how much information you give yourself access to. If you mm-hmm. know it's having an impact on your mental health, because it's you and only you that are gonna have to deal with the after effects of how that impacts you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, if you're overwhelmed and it's too much just don't watch it and if somebody is talking to you about it you just politely say to them i know you'd like to talk about it but right now i'm not in the right frame of mind to discuss it and walk 100%. away yeah and also i got one piece more. that's it and five if you do have symptoms of a sore throat or anything just stay at home and just take a pcr just do that yeah but until then there's no point doing lateral flows and getting yourself worked up unless you have some sort of symptom amen because a lateral flow is not going to pick up the symptoms. No, especially and if you're asymptomatic. Exactly. So if you feel unwell, honestly, just book the test and go. And stay in. Yeah. Yeah. And please, guys, don't buy no fake COVID pass. You're spending no. money for no reason. If you're sick, you're sick. In terms just of the vaccine, that will, will like, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But just do what you have to don't be out here paying for someone to do some sort of fraudulent stuff because it's not worth it it will eventually backfire yeah. yeah just yeah lots of self-care look after yourself as best as you can um and yeah you need to protect your mental health in mm-hmm. the time that we're in and in terms of like christmas if it's a time you're going to be a family especially if you've not if you've not seen families from last year and that enjoy the time make memories don't be on social media be in the moment because now more than ever have we realized that life is to be enjoyed and take every opportunity to enjoy it because you just don't know tomorrow definitely and with that being said whether you celebrate christmas or not it's just that time of year that everyone gets together so whether you celebrate it or not the same rules apply it seems like this episode has been a quite downer episode but i feel like it's something that needed to be spoken about Mm -hmm. yeah i agree Either way, guys, you know, our inboxes are always open. Yeah. On all the different platforms, whether it's our email account, Instagram, Twitter, our personal accounts. 
I'm not going to say them all because I get them all. I will get them all wrong, but um, it will all be all the information will be available. Feel free to reach out to us, to your own family and friends, whoever. Like, it's a lot, but you know, like Dan and Chris have said, the self care side to it is a main thing. And as long as you can get some sort of time, even if it's five minutes or a bit of meditation, do what you can for you. So, with that being said, guys, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Seems like it's been very heavy, but you know, it kind of needed to be discussed. But we'll be back next week, I promise. <laughs> back next week <laughs> with another episode just before Christmas. Let's see yeah. if there's any new changes. That'll be interesting. Exactly. Let's see what happens in the next seven days because this place doesn't surprise me. Trust me. <laughs> it's wild out here. It's wild. For real. But guys, <laughs> enjoy the ep- I hope you've enjoyed the episode. As always, you can hit us up on our Instagram at the nursing handover podcast our email address at the nursing handover at gmail.com and our twitter which is at the underscore handover and if you want i'm getting there so it's taking me a year and a bit (laughs) (laughs) but if you want to hit us up personally for me it's jellybean with three l's and two a's and for clarissa it's at clarissa ferrara and for Mm -hmm. diane it's dd looks with a z at the end so take care guys and we'll be back with you next week with another episode see ya Bye. bye